Broadway for Tax Day, Monday, April 15th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway Stars James Marino. Is it Tax Day? It's the 15th, yes. Yeah, some states there's something on the 15th, so they extend it to the 16th. Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, it's Patriots Day Patriots in Day, Boston, uh, I know. I don't know if that's it or not, but uh, uh, eh, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> um, I, I will say though, maybe maybe James, we could play some Beatles to open the show today. Okay, a little Tax Man, one of my favorites. Because I'm the Tax Man. Yeah, That's it. Uh, Maine and Massachusetts, uh, they get to go to the 17th. Uh, Washington D.C. is the 16th. So if you're in those uh, localities, uh, consult your tax advisor because you should be taking tax advice from Matt and I. No, you should probably not be taking much of any kind of advice from either of us. We give pretty good theater advice, though, too. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, But speaking of theater advice, James, I have to admit, I was a little surprised by Michael Portantier's reaction to Oklahoma. Uh, I expected Michael, who generally does not like things to change, Mm -hmm. to be incredibly upset by this production of Oklahoma. And there were parts that he certainly disliked uh, on, and of course we're talking about this week on Broadway, but he did not become as angered as I expected him to be. Well, I think that the pull quote that they will probably use outside the theater is, I did not hate it as much as I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's actually a good recommendation for Michael. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jenna Tessa Fox and Michael Portantier and I uh, had a long discussion about Oklahoma. Is it sexy? Is it angry? Is it not your mom's Oklahoma? We covered all those bases. And um, I thought it was a great uh, discussion about Oklahoma. And and we got uh, pretty good feedback all throughout the day on Sunday on the uh, conversation of Oklahoma. So I'm pretty happy with uh, this week on Broadway. We also talked about uh, Mrs. Murray's Menagerie at uh, Ars Nova, oh, yeah. uh, Charlie's Waiting at Theater Lab, but Jenna saw that. Peter talked about it last week. Um, Michael talked about a uh, New Jersey Symphony Orchestra, Mary Poppins, and uh, so it was uh, a fun this week on Broadway, so take a listen awesome. to it. Yeah. Now, here's something that is not fun, and I did not include this in like the main news of this show because it's just kind of sad but uh, real quick i want to let you know about this story if you haven't heard about it i'll have a link in the show notes if you want to hear it but as we've talked about before dear evan hansen is going to make its west end bow later this year they are currently in the middle of the casting process and there's one of those i I guess michael riedel equivalent folks over in um, London called West End Wilma, and she tweet or posted a story about how a young actor had posted the letter that he received offering him the role of Evan Hansen in the West End. I didn't talk about it at the time because I was like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is, and it's not really confirmed, so we'll, we'll wait um, if we ever talk about it in, at all. But it turns out that that letter that he received, he did actually receive it. He was someone actually going through the audition process. But it turns out that that letter was a prank. It was a hoax sent to him um, by someone. They don't know who it was by, but someone who clearly knew that he was in the running for this part. Um, Obviously, tons of of parallels between the plot of Dear Evan Hansen and this story. But obviously, this kid has to be heartbroken. And man, if I'm. If I'm the producers, I almost feel like I got to give it to him now. But um, yeah, really, really sad. Really, what, what kind of 
D-bag would do that. I mean, come on, man. Um, either either way, uh, there's more about it, but I wanted to throw that out there because I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Um, just really, really asshole people out there. Interesting. Uh, a couple, uh, two months ago or so, somebody that I know, and I don't know if you know, but other of our friends know this person got an actual letter that was um that was just mean and angry and 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 went after this person uh it's 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 one thing when you see it online i think it's easy to brush it off online when you get a letter in the mail that's it, it, uh yeah. that's just Beyond. Right, because they know where you are, you know, yeah. assuming it comes to your house and not a P.O. box. But even then, that's still creepy. So uh, don't do that. I mean, look, if you don't like something and it is whatever. I'm, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Anyway. You know, who, you know who doesn't send letters? <laughs> well, he does, but they're cease and desist. So <laughs> when you get a letter from Scott Rudin on oh. Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Not cool, man. It's a, it's a little unusual. He does he does not like traditional working hours, James. Uh, this has kind of become a Rudin thing. He picks an unusual time to make an announcement, um, and especially his latest star-studded Broadway productions. And I'm not talking about an unusual time like 18 months before the Hugh Jackman Sutton Foster revival of The Music Man is going to come to Broadway. But I'm talking about unusual times as in like – before dawn on Saturday morning, I woke up on Saturday and saw a press release announcing that next spring, Rudin would be producing a revival of Edward Albee's classic, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and that it would star two-time, or perhaps three-time by then, <laughs> Tony winner Lori Metcalf as Martha, two-time Emmy winner Eddie Izzard as George, stage and screen star Russell Tovey as Nick. He was actually in the London version of Angels in America, and then he had to drop out because he is on the TV show Quantico. He was replaced by Lee Pace for the Broadway version. And then newly minted Olivier winner Patsy Farron as Honey. She won the Olivier uh, just over a week ago for the Tennessee Williams revival. Actually, the first time it's been in London, uh, Summer and Smoke. The show will be directed by two-time Tony winner Joe Mantello and will begin performances at a theater to be named later on March 2nd with an April 9th, 2020 opening. Now, the last time the show was on Broadway was the hugely celebrated Tracy Letts, Amy Morton, Carrie Coon, and Madison Dirks production in the 2012-2013 season. So it will be one day short of seven full years, um, or one day more uh, than seven full years between productions, the closing of that production and the first preview of this production, James. Now, I have heard through the grapevine that as talented as Izzard is, he was uh, on Broadway, made his Broadway debut in 2002. That was the last time he's been on Broadway. Um, but he is not the first person that was slated to play George in this production. But instead, uh, he replaced a much bigger star who backed out of the production over the controversies surrounding the Albia State's handling of other productions of this show, which we've talked about many times, including recently uh, on this podcast. So keep that in mind, because now the production will be focused on Metcalf, who will be headlining the production on Broadway for the fifth consecutive season. As of now, she has won two straight Tony Awards and could win her third this June. So if she does win for Hillary and Clinton in a couple months, she certainly could or should be an early favorite for Virginia Woolf. And then, James, there have been rumors floating around for a while about her and 
Nathan Lane doing Death of a Salesman on Broadway, directed by Mantello. So who knows? She could be looking at five consecutive Tonys by mid-June of 2021, which I don't think anybody would have a problem with. It was Denzel, wasn't it? Denzel. So anyway, next up in the news, more casting announced for In the Heights film. Uh, no comment. Yes, James, uh, on Friday, I talked a little bit about the casting announcements that Lin-Manuel Miranda made on Twitter. Well, later that day, Vulture reported that Brooklyn Nine-Nine star Stephanie Beatrice had joined the film of the in the, of in the heights as salon worker not saloon worker as i typed in the script but salon <laughs> worker carla the new york magazine entertainment site also revealed some other stars that are close to officially boarding the film including olga moretes who is uh, would be returning to the role of abuela claudia now i've got to say this on broadway it works because they made her look much older but but Olga's not really old enough to play a, a boila without a lot of makeup and stuff. So I'm wondering how, on film how that will translate because she's not an old woman. Um, so that'll be interesting. But anyway, um, uh, Rahenzi Felix, uh, who plays Alex Wilder on Marvel's TV show The Runaways, is apparently in line to play Sonny. And then my favorite of all, Daphne Rubin Vega, appears to be set to play Daniela, the salon, not saloon, owner. Uh, throw in Jimmy Smith, and this looks like one hell of a cast. Uh, and really, the only principles that we would then be waiting for are, of course, Camilla Rosario and Graffiti Pete. Because if anyone other than uh, Alicio Roman is Piragua guy, Piragua guy, James, I, I think we need to riot. I think we need to riot. We need to boycott and we need to make sure that Lynn knows that it's not acceptable. So uh, I'm sure we're not going to have to get to that. I'm sure Alicio is going to be playing Piragua guy. But if not, I'm just throwing down the gauntlet here. I will be quite angry. <laughs> I mean, it could be that that uh, in the Heights film is going to be the sleeper hit that everybody's waiting for the Hamilton thing. But this in the Heights thing is really mount mounting up to be a real. Yeah. Well, and, and also, uh, James, it's it's um, being directed by John M. Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians, which became a huge sleeper box office success as well. So I think uh, they're doing this so incredibly well. They're getting people who have theatrical roots, who work for this show, um, and but they're not like overloading it with stars. So it's super bloated. Like, I think this is actually incredibly well cast and I'm I'm super pumped to see this. Tangentially, uh, Crazy Rich Asians hit HBO this week, and I finally caught up with it. Have you seen it? I have not, no. I'm wondering if this could become a Broadway show. There have been, uh, I'll tell you, there was a lengthy thread on the Broadway World message board about that specifically. So if you Google Broadway World message boards, Crazy Rich Asian musical, you will find a long thread uh, with people detailing how that might work. Was it as long as Who's Better, Sondheim or Angeloid Weber? No, that's a pretty short thread because everybody knows the answer. Ah, uh, <laughs> no more questions. All right, what's up in this thea this week's theatrical schedule? Well done. Um, James, this is going to be – I'm going to do this a little differently than normal because there are so many big things going on this week that I'm just going to hit the highlights. First, later today at 3 p.m. Eastern time, the 2019 Pulitzer Prize for Drama will be awarded. Remember that plays under consideration had to be – not necessarily initially staged, but prominently staged during the 2018 calendar year. And the only criteria is, quote, for a distinguished play by an American author, preferably original in its source and dealing with American life. Now, notice that says preferably that is not a, a necessarily um, a determining factor because 
as noted, Hamilton, not original in its source. That is based on history and um, a, a biography. So they are flexible in those things. So any, uh, uh, I'm really any uh, Miss, Miss Cleo going to predict anything? Um, the one that I would say probably has uh, as good a chance as any is what the Constitution means to me. I, yeah. I think that that's mm-hmm. probably because it ticks so many of those boxes. I think that's probably it. But there are some others that, um, you know, I think could get it. But if I had to put money on it, I would go with that just because of the cultural impact that it's had. Um, but it'll be interesting to see three o'clock because they also announced the finalists, um, like the the yeah. runners up. Mm-hmm. So so we'll see about that. Um, and then also, James, tonight on The Tonight Show is when um share the share show is taking over the tonight show with all of the three shares and actually share herself so make sure that you uh, tune in for that or set your dvr hey did you then, see that uh on sunday night uh share did the curtain speech at broadway cares equity fights aids curtain call at share i did not yeah so uh share yeah. making appearances all over new york now that i know that the tonight show is shot in new york yeah <laughs> yeah you didn't know that so yeah. uh yeah over at 30 rock so um uh, yeah, so tune in for that. Um, then t- on Tuesday, April 16th, the Broadway revival of Lanford Wilson's Burn This officially opens at the Hudson Theater, starring Carrie Russell, Adam Driver, Brandon Uranowitz, and David Furr, directed by Michael Mayer. The show is currently scheduled to run through July 14th. I saw this super early in preview, so I, I don't know that I have a great feeling on what the reviews will be based off my own experience, because I think um, – they've had like three weeks or whatever to to kind of work on it so i'll be interested to see what the critics think of this one when the uh reviews come out tomorrow night then the next morning on wednesday we have our first broadway eligible award nominations as on april 17th at 11 a.m new york time the current waitress stars jeremy jordan and shoshana bean will announce the nominations for the 85th annual drama league awards you can stream those online from broadway world or just about anywhere else those are always fun then that night Wednesday the 17th, you have the uh, opening for the 2019 Tony winner for Best Musical, Hades Town, <laughs> coming uh, to you from the Walter Kerr Theater, um, starring Eva Noblezada, Reeve Carney, Patrick Page, Amber Gray, and Andre DeShields. The musical is by Anais Mitchell and is directed by Rachel Chavkin. I said months ago, in fact, months before the Broadway transfer was even announced, like four or five months before the Broadway transfer was announced, that it would not only win Best Musical, but at least two performance Tonys as well. And honestly, James... I feel like I undersold it. Uh, if Mitchell doesn't win at least one Tony, uh, perhaps two, but at least one, and Chavkin doesn't earn every single first place vote for direction of a musical, I will demand a special counsel investigation into Russian hacking of our Tony voting system because if that does not just sweep so many awards, it will be an unparalleled uh, disgrace of epic proportion. So uh, just keep that in mind. Then – on Thursday night, the aforementioned Hillary and Clinton open at the Golden Theater, starring, of course, uh, Laurie Metcalf and John Lithgow, directed by Joe Mantello. Those two seem to be working together quite a bit, don't they? Uh, the play by Lucas Hanath is uh, scheduled to run through July 21st, giving Metcalf plenty of time to film the second season of The Connors before coming back to play Martha in the spring. And then next Sunday, uh, April 21st, after being delayed by a week and a half, uh, Taylor Mack's new play, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, will open at the Booth Theater, directed by George C. Wolf, with movement uh, direction by Bill Irwin and original music by Danny Elfman. This play stars Nathan Lane, Christine Nielsen, and Julie White. 
Um, between these last two, Hillary and Clinton and Gary, I think it'll be super interesting to see when these open how the reviews position them for potential um, nominations for best play. This is a really interesting category for me, and I think reviews could really kind of give us a a, a lot of insight into how they will do. Um, it's I, I don't know what to say about Gary because it's everything you think it is and then a lot, lot more. So uh, I'm super interested to see what the critics think about this one uh, a week from or this coming Sunday, James. So uh, on Sunday, I sent you a uh, tweet from Adam Feldman um, that played into. Oh, yeah, I was some... not I was not awake that early, James. <laughs> so Adam tweeted on Sunday, Hades and Persephone are Ben and Phyllis and Orpheus and Eurydice are Buddy and Sally. So what do you think that means? I, I just think the the relationships and character. You haven't seen Hades Town, have you? You no, didn't I, see I it saw at New York Theater Workshop. I, I saw it at New York Theater Workshop. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. So there's there's just parallels between the types of relationships that gives you if you don't really understand the myths or the relationships mm-hmm. between them, if you know follies, that will give you a heads up as to uh, what these types of characters and relationships are all about. All right, what do we have in the recommendation section? Okay, two things real quick. I want to get you out quickly, but we have highlights from the East Coast premiere of the Benny and June musical starring um, uh, Hannah Ellis, Bryce Pinkham, Claiborne Elder, and more. Check those out. And then on Friday, a bunch of stars from Disney on Broadway headed over to uh, Good Morning America, where they performed a medley of Disney on Broadway songs celebrating 25 years of the company's presence on Broadway. Check those out. Um, Those are uh, both uh, really fun videos to get your Monday started. All right. And then what do we have in other news? Okay, real quick. Last week, it was announced, James, that Betsy Wolf and Michael Urie would lead the cast for next month's Encore's production of High Button Shoes. Also in the cast are Richard Chamberlain, Jennifer Allen, Chester Gregory, and more, directed by Tony winner John Rando. The Julie Stein, Sammy Kahn, and Stephen Longstreet musical will play from May 8th through the 12th at New York City Center. Then on Friday, the Williamstown Theater Festival announced additional casting for its upcoming season, including Ellen Barkin, Andre Brower, Priscilla Lopez, who I would not have any problem with returning to the In the Heights film, Thomas Sadowski, Bernard White, Joe Beth Williams, and many more. We will have the complete list in the show notes, but one I want to bring your attention to is the play Grand Horizons by Bess Wall, which will play WTF's main stage from July 17th through the 28th, directed by Lee Silverman. That show will also play Broadway's Helen Hayes Theater beginning in December of this year, so perhaps some or all of the Williamstown cast will be making the trip to Broadway. That cast for Williamstown will feature Jesse Tyler Ferguson, the aforementioned Lopez, Malik Panchali, Sadowski, and Williams, so keep that in mind as we move closer to second stage announcing the cast for that one. And finally, last week, Bernadette Peters tweeted that this year's Broadway Barks will be held on Saturday, July 13th in Schubert Alley. Schedule your plans accordingly, James, whether that means you want to be there or you want to avoid it. Hmm. I have to uh, package up our little uh, Yorkie and uh, bring him down to meet Bernadette. July. There you go. Marshall the Yorkie, the terrorist. <laughs> He's a tiny terrorist Yorkie. He barks all the time. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us, and Matt and I will be back. Oh, and will I? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We haven't talked about schedule yet. Yeah, exactly. Somebody will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Yeah.